You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi T. Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com. That's letstalktorah, no apostrophes, at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as I can. You know, when you ask most people what is the most important thing in their lives, they'll usually say their children, keeping their children safe. And, you know, sometimes the problem is we don't even know what we have to keep them safe from. Today... We're joined by, by Rabbi Carmi Weissman. He is the director of Seviva Israel and an Israeli high-tech professional. Carmi is the editor of the four-volume series, The Environment in Jewish Thought and Law, and a regular contributor to publications such as Chabad.org and H.com. Uh, Carmi writes, he has a blog about the challenges of online and social media, and that is what we'll discuss today. Carmi, how are you today? I'm great, Rabbi Tzvi. Fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, you know, it's so interesting. You you told me that lots of things are happening in Israel, and you're sitting in the dark. What is going on right now? Uh, look, there are, lots of, there are lots of things happening throughout the, throughout the world. The coronavirus is the, the world's biggest challenge. Um, Israel's just announced that they, they're suspending school for the next month. Wow. Kids in school. My mother just arrived yesterday from New York on the plane, and uh, she was went straight into quarantine in her hotel room. <laughs> but she said that even though as soon as she got off the plane, she felt much better here in Israel than she felt in the, she felt was when she was in America, and she's thrilled to be back. Um, at the same time, we're having a sandstorm that just came up from Egypt. And because of the sandstorm, we don't have any light. And I'm sitting here excited to talk to you and all your listeners. And like I said, I'm just waiting for the frogs to come next because uh, things are happening. That's unbelievable. Plagues, sandstorm. <laughs> Yeah, frogs, I don't know. Frogs, yeah. Okay. All, it's exciting. It's all beginning. It's, it's, exci- it's exciting. Oh, it's exciting. We're in historical times. We, oh, yeah. We are definitely in historical times. And, you know, cor- this uh, current, I don't even know what you call it anymore. Coronavirus. There we go. That's almost what everybody talks about. And I, I sort of said, you know, there's so much else, so many other things to talk about, especially because so many people are going to be home quarantined. We need to give them important stuff to think about and to talk about. But before we get into the nitty-gritty details, let's start. Who is Carmi Weissman? Oh, Carmi Weissman is... I've, uh, I, was, I was raised in the United States. I came to Israel... I go to Yeshiva 30 years ago, 
Uh, I came for a year and never left. And then I stayed in Yeshiva for another 10 years. Meanwhile, I finished my degree. Um, I taught in Yeshiva High Schools, Israeli Yeshiva High Schools, for a few years. And then I got involved in the environmental movement. I was actually started started the one of the first major projects in for the environment for the religious uh, public in Israel. And then I branched out uh, to do uh, environmental work with communities throughout the world, Canada, the United States, South Africa, uh, all sorts of communities in Israel. And I retired from education a little bit, and now I'm working for a company that makes uh, drones, military drones for the defense industry all over the world. Um, Asia, Thailand, Africa, the United States of America, and many countries that we cannot name. So your 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 fingers are all over the world, but you need to stay home because no one's coming or going anywhere from Israel right now. <laughs> well, it will, it, we no one is going anywhere, anywhere. Um, you know, you can't go from Europe to America, and, you know, the travel that we used to be able to do overnight, we can't do, but we still have the capabilities of being able to communicate with people. You know, like, uh, when I came to Israel 30 years ago, we had to put in, you know, tokens into the phone in order to make a, a phone call. I remember right? the Asimon had a little hole in the center. Right. Um, I used to keep them on a string, and you'd have like you have a whole bunch of optimones. In order to try and make a phone call, you'd have to just keep throwing optimones into the phone. And now, even though I don't have electricity, I can talk to you. Um, so we live in a we live in a super interconnected world, and I'd like to talk about what we can do to to give to other people, even in our, even if we're isolated, even if we're quarantined, what can we do to give to other people in our interconnected world? And that's exactly what we are going to talk about today. It's almost like perfect timing. Everything is all, right? Ashkacha right? is God's uh, pulling the strings, as we like to say. And here we are, we're going to have a lot of people around the world that, may feel that they can't go anywhere or do anything. And the truth is, it's just the opposite. We're going to talk with our social media and our internet. There's a lot of stuff we could do. So I guess I'm going to work backwards. Um, you have a blog. Um, what did you blog about this week? I think that's the one you sent me. Uh, I, I, uh, one of my recent articles is about 11, way, 11 ways that one can do kindness over the internet. Oh, here I have it right here. 11 ways to show kindness on the internet. So let's back up. Why do you write these articles? So uh, I write these articles for, for several reasons. Uh, the first reason is I think that we, we've been given, we've been blessed to have the internet where we're able to communicate with people all over the world. Right? Each one of us can become a publisher. Each one of us um, can, 
even create, you know, their own little live streaming show. Each one of us can go out and be a publisher, and we need to know how to use that power. We've been given this, we've been given this God-given power to be able to communicate with everybody throughout the world. And I don't think that we're, and I'm speaking about myself included. For me, you know, for me writing these articles is a learning process. What I'm saying to others is things that I've felt myself. You know, when I started communicating with people on, you know, Facebook and different, uh, in, in, in different articles and different groups, right, I was always fighting, I was always arguing, and I think we're not using these tools for the right reason that they were given to us. Uh, and the reason why I write these articles is so that I can teach myself and I can teach others how we should use the Internet for the good. Uh, it shouldn't tear society apart. It shouldn't disrupt friendships. But rather, it should maintain friendships. It should help build friendships. We should use the Internet for, for positive, productive things. We shouldn't waste our time. We shouldn't argue. You know, that's that's the sad part. Um, I think they talked about many years ago. Somebody said he wanted to start, okay, those were the days of newspapers. He said every newspaper is negative stories and horrible stories. Why can't we have a newspaper with good stories and happy stories? And he found out, and it's a sad statement, that um, most people are not looking to read good news. They'd rather hear how other people are suffering, and the Internet just became a way to explode even more to hear how people are suffering. Ah, my life is not so good. His life is much worse. That's like, a, I mean, it's a sad state of affairs. But you, Carmi, are going to champion how we can use the Internet properly. With, well, again, we're going to talk about showing ways of kindness. So right. before I go so I on... Also and, want to take, I also want to take one, one, step, one step back. Okay? I just want to take one step back. Um... And why kindness is so important, and and why we can use the internet before for kindness. I just want to take one minor step back, right? Good. Because um, we need to learn to use the internet so that we can give to other people. Giving is crucial. Uh, you know, we we live in a society. We live in a time where people are independent. Uh, in order to in order to make supper, you can do it yourself. In order to fix your car, you can do it yourself. In order to get directions, you know, you put on Waze, you put on Google Maps, and you get there by yourself. And it's very, very difficult for people in the modern world to be able to give to other people because we're so independent, right? We're, we, we just... You know, we do everything by ourselves, and that leads to tremendous amounts of loneliness. Um, and, you know, God created this world in order for us to, to be able to give. God created the world so he could give, and we want to be like God, and we want to give. You know, there's a, there's a saying that says to, uh, to err is human, to forgive divine. I think uh, we can adapt that statement and to say to take is human, to give is divine. And often so many of us find it difficult nowadays to be able to give because 
interaction with other people. Uh, yes, I gotta and, stop you for a second. I gotta just jump in there. And um, I actually had a guest on last week, and he said something quite profound. We just finished the Purim holiday, and uh, there are people out there that are want to say that uh, Purim is like a Jewish Halloween. So my guest said, his name was Ethan, he said, fascinating. He said, no. He said, Halloween is a taking holiday. Everybody's running around, taking, grabbing. Purim is a giving holiday. So all the things that you're discussing, lonely people, we think we can do it all on our own, but the whole holiday of Purim is I go to my neighbor. I would like to give you something. The kids run around. I would like to give you something. Yeah, they give back. I said, I teach my kids. It's not a trading holiday. It is giving. So we're running around, especially, and I try with my children to do it. Uh, you know, all my friends and neighbors don't need um, an extra couple cookies and a soda from me. But the older woman who lives down the block, who doesn't know too many people and is lonely, she needs my children to come visit. So what you're saying is amazing, and that's really what we just finished. That's the Yuntif of Purim that we just passed. Right, and I would like to add, that, that, that's beautiful what you said, and I'd like to add one more thing. Please. That, that older woman, not only does she need to receive, right, but she needs to feel, she also needs to give, according to the halacha, right? Even, right. even a poor person, right, needs to give matanos levionim. I want, now, right, because they need to be able to give, because giving is being godly, taking is being human. But, you know, God created the world so that he could give. And each one of us out there needs to, needs to give. And like you said regarding Purim, I, once, I was a social worker. I worked in a nonprofit agency that, uh, that used to give out Matanot Levionim. And, uh, and I remember many of the people who received used to say, used to come, and they used to give, uh, they used to give uh, presents to the poor. It's important not only to receive, but it's almost as important to give because people want to feel that they're givers. Right? And people want to, you know, I think that's also one of the reasons why people have pets. You know, many people have pets. They have uh, therapy animals. Why do they have a therapy animal? They don't want to be the therapy animal so that the dog can look at them. They need a therapy animal so that they have someone to give to. Um, and that's why giving is so important. slide right into the article. So let's right. let's start with, uh, with, with uh, really, you can pick whichever ones you want. We'll see how much time we have. What would be an example of giving of kindness that the internet, social media could be used for? Well, so here, here, you know, here's a perfect example. I don't want to go into Corona, but I'll just mention it quickly. Okay. Um, uh, visiting the sick, extremely important. Uh, it's a big for the visit to fix, but today, when people are quarantined, you 
can't necessarily visit people, but you can call people on the phone. You can send them messages. Um, I have a friend who's quarantined in New Rochelle. I sent really? him an email today. We had an email chat, uh, uh, and I asked him how he's doing, how he's coping, right? And that makes him extremely happy. I have another person who in Israel that normally I talk to once in a while. We have like a one-minute phone call. But today, since they've been quarantined, you know, we had a 45-minute phone call, right? Because those are people who are in need. And now, you know, you can reach out to people everywhere, right? So, right? being able to, visiting the sick, being able to check up on people to see how they're doing, uh, extremely important, right? How did, I, how did I know that this friend in New Rochelle was quarantined? Because he happened, I, I write a blog about uh, Dafiomi. And he mentioned something about uh, next year in Jerusalem. Uh, and then I said, oh, next year in Jerusalem? Why is he saying that now, right? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, he's doing a show. I put two and two together. I said, oh, he must be quarantined. <laughs> so if you're able to figure out how, where people are holding, right, where people are holding in their lives, and, and reach out to them. If you see that somebody has a... If you see on Facebook or on LinkedIn that somebody has a has a birthday, right? A birthday is an extremely important day, right? The birthday is the day where God declares that this world without you wouldn't be the same, right? People, many people, if they don't get, you know, nobody says happy birthday to them, right? If they're, you know, they're completely bummed out. But if you get, uh, if you get a hundred messages, a hundred and fifty messages on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on WhatsApp, I'd say, you know what? Happy birthday. You know, I actually, even before I was on LinkedIn, so I'm a fundraiser, I'm a teacher, so anybody I know, I always try to know when their birthday is, and I'll call them, I'll text them, if they don't pick up the phone, I'll email them, and you know, it is amazing how much people enjoy and appreciate that you remember their birthday. They don't know all the importance, you know, the world, you know, if not for me, the, the, God put me here for a reason, otherwise I wouldn't be here, so happy birthday. They don't even think about that. The fact you remember them, they love it. It's, it's. I mean, I think uh, life insurance agents send uh, birthday cards, and so does my dentist. But, yeah, that's birthdays. Happy birthday. But, I mean, the happy birthday is, is amazing. It shows, you know, it shows that you, that people, that I'm important, right? People care about me. And, and like you said, and like you said, that, you know, to take it to the, take it to the next level, not only just to send a message, right? But when you see the person, right? And, you, you know, if you see the person, give them a phone call, right? Call them, speak to them, say something, right? The fact that you're able to pick it up on, on, on you know, social media, take it also to the next step like you do, right? Because it shows that people are important because, you know, we, we, we're, you know, as human beings, sometimes we feel great, like the world is, the world was created for me, and sometimes we feel, you know, the pit, and if, uh, and we're looking around to see who notices us, and, uh, and that birthday is like, you know, it, it's just amazing, it makes you feel, right, oh, wow, right, people care about me, right, and that's also why, um, like, Right? And messages are also sometimes more, more important than just a smile. Because a smile, 
smile is fleeting. The person's not, you know, not always sure, you know, did he smile at me? Did he not smile at me? Right? But if somebody actually sends you a message, right, or somebody, you know, sends you a card or picks up the phone, says something, right, that, that gives you a certain validation of who you are, right? And that, that you know, that, that's, that, that's like, you know, super critical. Uh, yes, I want to stop you there for a second. I'm going to jump in because this, I think, is something important. It's probably something you deal with. And I have done some reading up about this. So we're trying to discuss and explain um, how we can use the Internet properly, kind, be nice, happy birthday with Rabbi Carmi Weissman from Israel. And you threw in the idea of likes. Now, there's a lot of people out there, and again, if you understand LinkedIn and Facebook, there's all the algorithms, and when you get likes, more people get your message, and more people, and it keeps spreading out. And there are people out there that are not just craving the likes, they, they feel that's their life. And if they don't get the likes, they get all depressed. So here on one hand, I, I want to be friendly, I want to call you, I want to show you're important, on the other hand, people are, 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 are taking it to the extreme that if I don't get the likes, there's, there's something wrong with me, and I become depressed. So how do we deal with these, uh, with these two, two different uh, issues that sort of collide? Carmi, did I lose uh, you? Oh, there you are. That's a great, that's a great question. Uh, that is a great question, and I think it's important to realize that the internet is only a tool, and it's not real life. Um, and I've noticed that as people that I know in real life, um, I have different relationships with than people that I know only through social media. Um, social media is great, but it only but it's it's limited. And our relationships with the people on social media that we've never met are not the same. I don't think it can be the same as the relationships that we that, of people that we know in real life. You know, there's a pasuk, there's a verse in Mishle that says, "Ke ke 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 naim la The same way, right? A person's uh, face. The water, similarly, the heart of a person to another, to the heart of another person. When you actually know somebody in real life, yet there's, there's some there's some metaphysical uh, transaction that's taking place that you realize the value of that person beyond their, their, their profile. And I think that it's important not to get too carried away with the virtual world, because the virtual world is, when it comes to bottom line, it's virtual, right? It's not the real world. Right, and, so that's, and that's what we want, Carmi. One of the things we want to make sure is clear that, yes, the Internet and social media has its benefits as we've been talking, um, and we can be kind and show kindness. You're going to give us more examples how I can use the Internet but if I forget that the internet is a tool, and I think my internet and my social media is my be-all, to-be-all, who I am, it represents what I am, if that's what happens, then I do become depressed 
when all those people out there are not uh, liking me and and showing me the love I want them to show. They, they, they do miss the point on that, right? Carmi, did I lose you? Did I lose him? Angel? Hello? Oh, you're back. Go ahead. See, that was Mark Zuckerberg cutting us off because they were worried that we were saying that the Internet and, and is not really, really not, not, uh, not the real world. Okay. Yeah, sorry we lost you. Okay, good. No, I got you back. And you're actually clearer now than you were before. So let's... We keep getting better. We keep getting better. So let's uh, let's move along. Let's uh, let's try another example of how okay. I you should know, use this tool another, properly. Okay. You know, another great example, you know, uh, LinkedIn, friends of yours who are looking for work, right? Um, every time I leave a place of work, Right, I try to write, or friend, or colleagues of mine leave. Right, if they're good people, I try to write them uh, a recommendation. You don't know how important it is a recommendation. I recently hired somebody uh, for a job only because he had a recommendation from a friend who I know is a very, very exact person, extremely professional. And I said, right, if Michael gave Tzvi, a recommendation, I know that I can hire Tzvi without a problem, right? Right. Writing recommendations for people on LinkedIn, excellent, right? As well, if you see friends of yours that are looking to sell a house, they're looking to sell a car, they're looking to sell something, share their posts, right? People are more likely to, 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 uh, people are more likely to, to be interested in buying something if they know that you're connected with the owner, right? They, they know what they feel, that they know what they're getting into. That also requires some responsibility on your part, you know, to only share things that are actually, share things that are actually relevant. Uh, again, if another issue, you know, if we see that somebody's posting that uh, they're going through a rough time, you know, I've have, I've lived in, you know, Six different communities. We, we, we live in an age where people travel. I have friends throughout the world. You know, I saw somebody. I have a. You know, I saw somebody who I don't know at all posted that his that his girlfriend's father was nifty, right? And I don't know him, but his girl. But his girlfriend is the brother of my old chavrusa, right? So I picked up the phone. I went to be Menachem Avolim. I was able to, to catch the shiver, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Right. Right. You know, make you know, catch up. Make you know, do two and two. Put two and two together, right? And you're able to to, to maintain you know connections with people that you know we haven't been able to do for we wouldn't be able to do because we we live in a world you know where where where, where people are always traveling. People are changing. Um, you know, those are just some of the ways, you know, there's also, you know, many people who run, you know, important groups, whether they're Facebook groups, whether they're Yahoo groups, people put, you know, ton, a lot of time, a lot of energy, you know, into helping other people here in Israel. We have groups called Living Financially Smarter in Israel, where I know that if I have any question about insurance, or about banking issues, all I have to do is post, and, you know, I'll get a, a good deal of 
a good many solid answers. They're moderated by people. You know, it's crowdsourcing, uh, crowdsourcing at its best. You know, th- those people who are investing in running those groups or their community groups, uh, those people are doing a tremendous amount of chesed for everybody. Uh, that, you know, that information that, that, you know, you just wouldn't be able to get. In Israel, there's a, there's a, there's a humongous Facebook group, which is called Tzrichim Rashu. It's run by a, a young religious man who's single. I think he's in his early 30s. Um, it has, I think, something like 250, must have like 250 members. And you post you can make a request almost about anything. And then people reply immediately. Um, you know, I, I, I belong to a, another group, which is Ask a Mechanic, right? People post pictures of the, of the mechanical issues that they have with their cars, and they're usually people who don't have the newest cars. Um, and they get advice from mechanics all over the country, um, People giving free advice because people love to give. You know, people people want to share the information that they have, and they want to, you know, they want to be good and they want to help others. Right? It's, it's like you know, it's it's just it's a uh, it's a human core need that we have to to share, and the internet is giving us that ability. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make us turn a little bit." So. Right now, all our conversation and the good things and the kindness and how we can help, um, a lot of this revolves around pretty much people that are more mature, people that are adults. But there's a lot of children on the Internet, and there's a lot of things that go on. And if you could, because you have a lot of experience with Internet, with social media, um, and, and we're obviously not going to hit, hit everything in a couple of minutes, but but just... Just to help us a little bit, what's what are some things we should be helping our children with? What are some things maybe we should be watching to help our children steer away from um, when they're on this social media? Okay, so um, let's start with uh, let's start with the basis. Um, social media is as powerful as a car. The same way we wouldn't give a 12-year-old the keys to the car, we shouldn't be giving a 12-year-old access to social media. Um, Especially, we shouldn't be giving them access to unfiltered social media. It's critical that a young, a young person who isn't necessarily able to, you know, to discern between what's positive and what's negative and what can become extremely negative, uh, they should not be an unfiltered, on unfiltered uh, websites and hosting. Uh, I know here in Israel. We have Ramon in America. There's K9. Uh, so the first step, you know, to, to make sure is that as adults we take the proper precautions and we, as much as possible, provide them a platform that is healthy and clean as possible. That's step number one. Uh, 
directions where we don't want them to go. Uh, that's step number one. Step number two is as adults, we also have to review uh, and check out where, the, where, where, where they are. Right? We should be using filters that enable us to, to see where the children are going, what they're watching, uh, and have discussions with them about you know what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. Um, yeah, that. Next, I, if you could repeat that one, that that I think um, you know sometimes parents don't realize um, how powerful, important they are for their children. When their children want guidance, we need to discuss with our children what's right and wrong. And to tell them if they ever get in any sticky situation, they must talk to us. So, you know, just give us some ideas. Where do parents yeah. have to make sure they talk to their children? I mean, we have to talk to our children about what they're watching. Um, we have to discuss it with them. We have to discuss if it's appropriate or inappropriate. Um, we also have to explain to them um, what's inappropriate about it. Uh, we definitely have to explain to them that they can't be reaching out to strangers, people that they don't know, because those, you know, those people who, there are many people who have profiles who may appear to be a child, but uh, that is not a child. They're actually predators going on these websites uh, specifically looking for children. And, you know, that's a major major issue because uh, unfortunately many of the social media sites are not doing the proper uh, checks that they need to do in order to really make sure that uh, the children shouldn't be on these sites. It's unfortunate that, uh, that, uh, that, that they, don't, they don't do the restrictions that they should be doing. Uh, you know, and there's a there's a, you know, there's a statement in Chazal, the sages say, You should honor him, and you should suspect him. Right? And that, you know, that's when it comes to anybody, and certainly, you know, when it comes to social media. If anybody, you know, if anybody wants to befriend you that you don't know them, you shouldn't befriend them. Um, if somebody wants to send you messages and those messages make you feel uncomfortable, you should block them immediately. And, you know, the children should, if they feel comfortable about it, they should speak to their parents, with their parents about it. Uh, they should realize, right, that uh, social media is enabling all sorts of strangers to access to our children you know, and also because of the way social media works, you know, even if you, even if your child wants to go into only good, clean, moral sites or or uh, or movies or videos, the way social media works is that you'll start with you'll start with Sesame Street, um, but uh, it will end up you know, somewhere else very far low, very, you know, very quickly, it will take you somewhere else. And, you know, there is, a, there is an extreme dark side to, to social media and 
all the social media organizations, right? They have they clearly are not interested in getting rid of all the smut, filth, and the dark that exists over there. If they made a real effort to do it, uh, they could wipe it out, right? But there's clearly not enough of an interest in you know these organizations because, like you said earlier in our conversation, right? It's people, not only do people want to see bad things happen to other people, but it's the Yetzirah, right? It's the evil inclination that also sometimes brings us, brings us to social media and sometimes keeps the, you know, social media wasn't built on the good things. Right. Social media was built, you know, on the negative things, on gambling and pornography. That's what built social media, right? right. That's what, you know, Carby, really keeps. I, at this point, right. I got to cut you off. Because my time is really up. So much information. We must do this again. Hopefully, um, you won't be in the dark long because of the sandstorm. Just tell us if somebody wants to get to your blog, how do they find you? Uh, they get to my blog at uh, Carmi Wiseman. Perfect. Org. Beautiful. Carmi, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, hopefully, we'll be back in the light. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a great program. Have I'm a great Chavez. Thank you for calling, and I wish all of your listeners health, happiness, and we should only know good things. Amen. Thank you, Carmi. Okay, okay my, my music is playing. I didn't have time for my story. Thank you to all my wonderful sponsors and listeners. You know, I couldn't do without you. Thank you to my wonderful production team. We have Kelsey, Angel, who worked really hard on that phone call, and Steve. I hope I've left you all some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRM Streamcast. And until next week, don't forget to think about it. There's a house.